do it for me, I'll do it myself, or oh yeah, I can do that, are three of the biggest pitfalls one can fall into when setting up a bank on yourself concept. What's up, everybody? My name is Jay Hounds, founder of the W2 Capitalist Podcast and Movement. Today, I welcome back repeat guest, Mr. Mark Willis, also my certified financial planner. And we're going to get into a little bit deeper into the topic of banking on yourself. If you're looking for an intro to this, you want to go back, you want to go to episode number 113, where we do a one-on-one class. Uh, it's basically a one-on-one. But today we're going to dive a little bit deeper into the weeds and all the resources as Mark is one of the biggest and best sponsors I've had for the W2 Capitalist. We've got a website set up specifically for him. I don't know what I'm, what I'm struggling to talk this morning, but we've got a website specifically set up for the bank on yourself concept. And you go to w2capitalist.com forward slash banks, w2capitalist.com forward slash B-A-N-K. All right, let's bring him in. capitalist. You are addressing the gap between your successful, fulfilling W-2 job and building wealth for your family through real estate investing. You are ready to earn, invest, repeat. Welcome to the W-2 Capitalist Podcast. Now, let's get to work. Here's your host, Jay Helms. What's up, y'all? My name is Jay Helms, founder of this movement and podcast known as the W2 Capitalist. Today, I have my favorite repeat guest. You've heard me talk about him in almost every intro of every episode since, I don't know, when we started the sponsorship, Mark. But for the last several months, uh, Mark Willis and his crew at Lake Growth Financial have been a sponsor of the W2 Capitalist podcast. And if you don't know about Mark, let me tell you just a little bit about him real quick. He is a man on a mission to help you think differently about your money your economy and your future. After graduating with six figures of student loan debt, which is absolutely just mind blowing, uh, and discovering a way to turn his debt into real wealth as he watched everybody lose their retirement savings and home equity in 2008, he knew that he needed to find a more predictable way to meet his financial objectives his financial objectives and those of his clients. So we're going to talk a little bit about that. But as I mentioned, Mark has been on the podcast a couple of times. One was a webinar replay that Mark and I did. And you can find more information about that at w2capitalist.com forward slash bank. That's B-A-N-K. We're going to mention that link a couple of times. There's plenty of resources there for you. The other thing I want to mention, if you have not heard Mark, if you have not listened to the very first podcast that Mark was on, it's episode number 113. It happened in August. I think it was the first week of August in 2020. That was like a one-on-one course, right? So, or one-on-one episode. Today, we're going to get a little more technical, and let me tell you what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about the difference between infinite banking, bank on yourself, and universal life policies, right? And we're going to be talking about life insurance. And the reason why today is a little bit more technical is we're going to get into some key mistakes that people go through and make when they set up these whole life insurance policies in order to use them for real estate investing. And we want to make sure that you guys are doing it right. I feel like I'm doing it right because Mark has been the guy that's guiding me and I'm on my way 
to, to be able to take some cash value out of that policy, invest in real estate. I'm super excited about that because we've been dealing with this bank that we have a property under contract for. And although they have been very impressive, um, it's just a struggle. I, I'm looking forward to being my own bank. But anyway, so Mark, good to see you. Welcome to the show. I need to take a, a page out of your playbook and put on more sunscreen. If you guys are watching this on YouTube, you know what I'm talking about. Oh um, man, no, you look great. You look great. I'm just playing. I'm just playing catch up in your world. You know, it's it's true that Florida is the sunshine state, and nothing is more clear than seeing our, our your wonderful face and my uh, slightly more uh, pasty off color face. So I'm up in uh, the land of Lincoln here, and uh, so we're uh, we're certainly we're certainly still under the shady trees of uh, of the Midwest up here. But uh, yeah, great to be back on your show, Jay. Love it, man. Yeah, we've, we have, you know, we've had some amazing weather uh, here recently. April and May and October and November are my favorite times of the year to live in Florida because it's, it's warm enough to be outside. I, I do not like cold weather whatsoever. Could not live in Chicago. No way. No, mm-hmm. way. not going to happen. And then, uh, so it's warm enough. You can be outside. You can enjoy the pool. The, the ocean is still a little chilly, but uh, there are very little tourists. So, you know, here in a, here in a couple of weeks, uh, we're going to be inundated with people who are pent up and weren't able to travel last year. We're already starting to see more people in town this year than last, Love it. Uh, Love last it. year, a couple of years. So it's, it's a good sign. We just, we don't, we don't like them because for eight months out of the year, we have paradise to ourselves. Right. And then <laughs> everybody implodes and we're like, Ah, descends we, upon you. Well, we I don't, I don't know what you don't like about uh, Chicagoland, Jay. I don't know if it's the corruption or the broke, <laughs> the, the, the broke pension system or the uh, infrastructure problems. I mean, we could fill our, our deficits in this state with the potholes that we come, that come with our highways. So uh, I don't gonna, know what you I'm don't like. Gonna, I mean, <laughs> I'm going to keep it at the cold weather. I've been there. there I've, you been, go. All right. I've been there once. Uh, hey, you, you, you buried on yeah. the 93rd or 96th floor of the Hancock building, great view, whatnot. And, but, uh, the cold weather is, uh, what keeps me away for most. Well, <laughs> uh, you know, I, I want to, I want to help your listeners kind of understand if you don't mind why we're talking about life insurance on a, yeah. on a podcast that's primarily about financial freedom and real estate investing, uh, and all the wonderful things that uh, you bring to your audience, Jay. I mean, it does sound like a hard right turn. Um, so if you don't mind me, I kind of just help our listeners uh, please, get in our please. In, get in my messed up mind anyway. Okay. So, <laughs> so uh, you know, I'm a certified By the way, wait, 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 yeah, wait, time sure. out, time out. Your mind's not messed up. I think you take a very boring topic and make it consumable and actually pretty exciting. And I'm I'm not I'm not just saying that because you are a sponsor of the podcast, but I can't tell you over the last I don't know how many people over the last four or five years when they found out I was doing real estate investing they were like, hey you need you need to do this infinite banking thing. I'm like, All right, tell me about it. I, I hate bankers. I've always hated bankers. Uh, Aaron, if you're listening to this, you're one exception to the you're proven to be the one exception to the rule right now. Uh, but none of them could connect the dots for me. They never really made made it make sense. And I'm like, you guys are making money out of thin air and you're giving it to me. And I, I don't understand. You're not making it connect. Then you come on the podcast and this is like this halo is around your head and it's not a reflection of, of your, uh, <laughs> my, my of pasty, baldness, pasty yeah. bald head, but it, it, it I'm was okay just with like, that. I, 
like it just finally clicked and i was like holy crap and we left that episode matter of fact if you go back if you guys listen to go back and listen to 113 i commit hey mark i'm going to your calendar we're scheduling this thing uh, to get the the first step and uh, seeing if it was a right fit for for me and Cassie, and we did that. Went through the whole process. We're now funding our policy. As a matter of fact, I think we have our annual premium coming up in a couple of months. So, uh, but now, awesome. so that's great. I want I want to go back and I want, I want to correct you. Messed up mine. If if your mind's messed up, so is mine. So because it, well, it we're, clicked, a we're bit. messed from from the average perspective. I'd say we we look a little odd for sure. You know why aren't we max funding our our 401ks and why aren't we uh, <laughs> absolutely chasing chasing that Dave Ramsey 12 percent in the market and uh, that's yeah. you know up and down sideways guaranteed by God to always be there. Uh, no, I, I think the, the 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 strange connection that we started to make. Uh, with our clients over the last few years um, between life insurance and real estate investing. Uh, and I'll be very brief here because you guys can go back and listen to that previous episode that Jay mentioned. But, you know, there's there's a relationship between liquid, guaranteed, tax-advantaged money and your ability to find financial freedom. You know, most people have a financial plan, if I can use that word, that's tied up in uh, things that they cannot control. Their real estate investing uh, is a part of that, but also their stocks, bonds, mutual funds, ETFs, other, as I call them, retail amateur investment products, they are all outside of our control. And either the money is in your control or it's in the bank's control. And I'd say that the, the best thing I can say as, a, as it relates to the bridge between using cash value whole life insurance used and designed the bank on yourself way and we're going to use we're going to come back to that phrase a few times today the bank on yourself designed pathway here for life insurance and the relationship to real estate is you have a you have a couple of things working in your favor you've got a guaranteed bucket of money that you can access no banker can take that away from you in good times or bad times you've got the ability to use the money without taxes or penalties or prohibited transactions. You could use it to fix up your kitchen. You could use it to buy a condo down the street. You could use it to go to Disney World because, uh, you know, Jay's saying he, he Florida is open for business, it sounds like. So us, well, us Northerners the, are coming down. The the joke is, like, I, I follow very little politics whatsoever on the whole thing. Um, we were talking about Facebook earlier. It's one of the things that got me off of Facebook uh, or pushed me away from it. Anyway, the... Uh, our, our governor, Governor DeSantis, uh, has said, we're open for business. Uh, we have no COVID restrictions, no masks, no social distancing. Blah, blah. I mean, we're open, right? And I'm like, mm-hmm. I I mean, I've, I've we've lived here for several years now. I haven't really felt or seen anything different since this whole thing started, other than being laid off. Other than yeah. that, <laughs> I mean, I, I go in the grocery store, everything we do, we've just continued to do. And I hate it because yeah. I hear people who in, in other states uh, that are in the mastermind talking about we we can't really go outside without a mask. So anyway, yeah, it, mm-hmm. Florida is open for business, mm-hmm. and a lot of a lot of investors know that. A lot of companies know that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yep. mm-hmm. the landscape is certainly changing. But anyway, we can talk about that. We're going we're well, going to chase live that concerts and well, but the, the key here again is just I have cash in my policies that I can use. For any purpose, I don't have to wait till I'm some magical government approved age, 59 and a half years old, before they'll let me get access to my own money. 
Uh, I can use the money with no red tape, no prohibited transactions. You know, self-directed IRAs are fine, but I can't use it to fix up my kitchen. I can't use it to go on a trip or send my kid to college. But a whole life policy designed the bank on yourself way, you can do all of those things. And that's a freeing concept. You know, what is the purpose of our cash? In, in one perspective, the purpose of my cash, I was talking to a gentleman earlier today on Zoom, and he and I, we've worked together on, he's got eight or nine accounts with us, you know, almost uh, three quarters of a million bucks. He is, his words were, Mark, the purpose of my cash is for me to control it, for me to grow it, for me to spend it as I want to, and for me to leave as much as I can to my next generation. I said, you, you said that so well, so, so succinctly, but that's the full financial picture most of us are trying to chase after. But the problem is most people put money into things without knowing what's happening. And again, we'll get deeper into this today, Jay, but I'll say it could be a 401k that we just didn't get taught what was happening when we sat there in our W-2 job and signed our life away, you know? Oh, we got or- taught. We got taught oh, yeah. what the employer wanted to teach us. What the, yeah, exactly. yeah, that's right. So it, it could be a 401k that we're packing money into, or it could be needlessly overpaying on a low interest mortgage on our home that locks the money in the drywall. Or, and we'll get into this some, it could be a poorly designed universal life policy or one riddled with fees tied to the stock market, like a variable life insurance policy, or even one of these, um, uh, I mean, any number of variations on the bank on yourself theme. All of those, without realizing it, we could be needlessly hindering the growth of our cash, the protection of it, uh, the accessibility of the cash through surrender charges, and leaving it to our family when we pass away. So those are some major, I guess, roadblocks or, or things that we can mess up when we try to do this thing called bank on yourself. And maybe that's what we can get into some today if you'd like, Jay. Yeah, I think that is a, a great summary of kind of what you and I've talked about in the past. I do want to encourage folks, if you have not listened to episode number 113, it's definitely a one-on-one concept. As I said, mentioned mentioned earlier, it took four or five years of people saying, hey, you need to do this, you need to do this, you need to do this, uh, before it finally clicked when I connected with Mark. So go back and listen to that episode, but to and then come back to this one, right? And I hate telling you to stop and go try to find this other episode. It will be in the show notes. So uh, it'll be there for for easy reference. But um, what we want to talk about today is more of a 201, right? We want to talk about mistakes that can happen when you set up a whole life insurance policy. So let's just kind of go through, let's just start down the list. And as I mentioned to you earlier, we're just going to go, I feel like I'm going to have so many questions that come from this. We may have to do as a part two of this um, when our schedules align again, but let's just start with number one. What is the biggest mistake that happened when some, when somebody comes in and says, okay, yeah, I, I, you know, the light bulb goes off. I want to do a whole life insurance policy. What's the biggest mistake that people typically make? There's going to be two sides of the fence that you can fall off with the first mistake. And both of them are four words. So the first side of the fence with four words uh, is the word, uh, is the phrase, do it for me. Do Mm -hmm. it for me. Those are the four most dangerous words in the financial universe, Jay. Uh, I don't care if you're talking about whole life insurance or real estate investing or stock market investing or retirement planning. The words do it for me. Uh, can lead you down a pathway towards significant loss 
and fraud and abuse and lots of other bad stuff. I mean, this is where Bernie Madoffs of the world come in, right? Do it for me. <laughs> you want to make sure you're watching that egg, right? Yeah. Uh, it's your money. No one should care more about your money than you do. On the other side of the fence, I'll do it myself. Is that uh, I'll do it myself. That's the other side of the fence. If you say, hey, I can just figure out this uh, bank on yourself thing. I'll figure it all out myself. And I'll just tell, I'll just go get a quote from my insurance agent down the street. I'll do it myself can lead you down a pathway that will also mess this thing up. I want to tell you, this smartphone here, Jay, was engineered by somebody way smarter than me on a lot of levels, but specifically when it comes to how to smash a couple of cameras in that thing and oh, GPS systems and radio t frequencies. And I mean, it's incredible what we can do it with is. that little device. <laughs> somebody figured out how to do this and you know, I certainly don't know how. All I know is I swipe up and it works, right? Yeah. So, <laughs> so same is true with these types of whole life insurance policies. Uh, again, to kind of put a bow on this first piece, the first mistake when you bank on yourself is if you try to uh, fall off one side of the fence or the other, you know, to just say, okay, okay you know, just, you know, I, I heard this thing's good, you know, just kind of give me whatever you think would be best. You're going to end up talking to your investment advisor, you know, your Edward Jones guy or your fidelity guy. Yeah. And he or she's going to give you a, what's called a variable life insurance policy. Cause that's what they get paid a commission on. Okay. And variable life insurance is not the same thing as whole life insurance. Sounds arcane, sounds, you know, germane to the point, but the key here is variable is the word. Variable means it's still tied to the stock market. And typically it's the most expensive way to invest in the stock market. Uh, mm -hmm. Because you've got insurance costs baked into the into the structure, you've got fees baked into the structure, and of course, there's no guarantees in terms of just using it for uh, the purposes you might want to use it for for real estate investing. Can we can we dive into that just a little? How how is a variable policy written up so it's tied to the stock market? I don't know that yeah. I, I I don't I know that I don't fully understand that. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's it's a long history, which I know your audience wouldn't. You know, care to hear every last piece of this, but uh, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> but uh, but uh, whether whether it's variable life insurance or indexed universal life insurance or flexible premium adjustable life insurance or any number of their kissing cousins, okay, <laughs> uh, they're all they're all they're built all from around. Alabama. Wait a minute, <laughs> I'm from Alabama. Wait a minute. <laughs> hey, so is, so is my family. I'm with you on that, man. Uh, maybe maybe we are brothers from another we, mother. You know, maybe we are. <laughs> So we the, need to talk off air. <laughs> well, I, I definitely didn't get the 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 tan the tan gene. Let's just uh, you know. I don't either. I'm telling you, this so. is somewhere. This will be gone by tomorrow. <laughs> so the 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 key phrase here is um, term insurance with a side fund invested in the market. That's essentially what variable life insurance is. And in in another way, it's sort of like what uh, indexed universal life insurance is as well. Uh, without getting too detailed, uh, we might know what term insurance is. Okay, so term insurance you keep for a certain term. It's like renting an apartment. You rent it for a year or whatever, and then the landlord raises the rent on you. Well, yeah. with variable and also indexed universal life insurance, you get annual renewable term insurance with a side fund in the markets. Okay. So what does annually renewable mean? Well, I don't know about you, Jay, but most years I have a birthday. 
And I, that means I get an extra candle on that cake. You know, I'm getting yeah. older every year and every year, kind of like that landlord, the insurance company guarantees that I'm going to have a more expensive life insurance policy. Now, um, <laughs> you say that you say that so positively guarantees I'm going to have <laughs> a more expensive yeah. policy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They're saying, Hey, way to go staying on this side of the grass. We're going to up your fee. Yeah. That's what, okay. uh, All right. So they're, they're going to bump up my fee because uh, I'm on the right side of the grass. So that's how annual renewable term insurance works. It just annually clinks up another notch every year. And I'm looking at an indexed universal life insurance contract here. And I can see every single year, this guy is going to have a more expensive future. Mm-hmm. Now, that doesn't sound like freedom right there. But what they're yeah. hoping with variable life insurance and also indexed universal life insurance, what they're hoping and what the sell, sales pitch is, hey, the stock market or the index will beat whatever you know expensive future of your annual renewable term insurance will be overcome by, you know, the best parts of the stock market. Well, that's fine until it isn't right. Until the market doesn't go up. So you can, you know, there's a lot of sales pitches of index universal life insurance that says, Hey, why bore yourself with boring old whole life insurance, which is not tied this way. Instead, come over here to this sizzling hot index universal life policy where it's going to grow at 8%, 12%. You know, we'll show you wonderful pictures on a spreadsheet and here, sign right here, right? What's not to like about that? The problem is the market doesn't always do an average. It doesn't do yeah. an average, right? It, in fact, it can be negative. Now, Index Universal Life says, hey, we'll get, we got you covered. You know, if the market goes south, you're just going to be 0%. You will get zero credit that year. That's what Index Universal Life says. Uh, sounds fine. The trouble, Jay, is I had a birthday that year, right? So I'm still getting more expenses tacked onto my IUL index universal life policy. And so I can really still lose money. In fact, quickly when the markets crash. So I'll, I'll hush for a minute. I'm off my soapbox. Any, anything clear there, Jay, or (laughs) no, I, I, I I love because having a bank on yourself policy that I have, I know that my policy does not get more expensive. Matter of fact, it does the other thing. It, it goes the other way. It gets less expensive with with some distributions. I've shown my my policy to a couple of folks that I'm pretty close with. They're like, wait a minute. You when you hit a certain age, and I forget what the age is, but when you hit a certain age, you you get almost like what your salary is today or what it was yeah. when I had a job. I was like, Yeah, isn't that cool? And and yeah. my death benefit still keeps growing. How cool is that? And they're like, how does this work? I was like, I don't know. You need to go talk to Mark. <laughs> but with but with what I'm hearing, the difference is variable is that uh, if I had a variable policy, it's going to go up every year. And there is essentially no guarantee that it's going to earn me any money. We may, it may be flat, but as you pointed out, uh, I have a birthday. Yeah. It's going to go up. So it's essentially negative. Yeah, the only guarantee on a variable or an indexed universal life policy, if you look at the guarantees, and I'm looking at a guy right now, this is a gentleman, great guy, many folks might even know who he is, If I, I'm not going to say his name, but he had a uh, indexed universal life policy, he's in his mid-50s, and he was putting away a sizable chunk, almost 30 grand a year into an indexed universal life policy, and he was five years into the project, and he only had um, 60 grand of cash. 
but but this is another big problem with index universal so again he was putting in almost 30 grand a year and five years in he only has sixty thousand dollars right yeah. you do the math on that and the Bad. cash surrender value was was 10 grand so he had a fifty thousand dollar walk away you got a penalty of fifty thousand bucks to walk away from this thing wow and you know, so he's locked and trapped in this in this project for the next 10 years. Wow. He's got to keep putting good money after bad. This is not the case with bank on yourself designed whole life insurance. You said it so well, Jay. After, give it three years, four years on your policy and the net expenses are gone on your policy. Yeah. And, you know, we talk a lot uh, in the mastermind about 401ks and contributing to 401ks and whatnot and how they're the golden handcuffs. But that sounds like... Uh, not golden handcuffs. Like, I, I don't know. I don't know. Wow. That's <laughs> lead. That's incredible. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like fool's gold. Yeah. 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 So And just to compare for you guys listening. So our bank on yourself policy, uh, between my wife and I, we also, our premiums are 30,000 a year. Our investment is 30,000 a year. And by year three, we will have a little over a hundred thousand that is the cash value that we can take from that and we can start investing in real estate where you said this other gentleman, his example was he's been in five years and he's got 60,000. Yeah. So he's, he's invested 150 and he only has 60,000 he can pull out of. And if he wants to cancel the policy, the cash value that he would get from that is 10 grand. Yep. Yep. It, it's, it's a huge a, difference. Like, it's a nightmare like Jack, of a, I feel yeah, sorry I think, for this guy already. Because well, there's really, uh, but, I mean, there's really no way to get out of that, right? I mean, he's got to, he's got to keep contributing, keep contributing. At some point in time, he's going to break even, and then hopefully do the right thing. And yeah. but then at that point, I don't know. That's a whole. You're older, thing. and can you still get yeah. life insurance? Exactly. But the, the real, <laughs> but the real point to this in real estate, Jay, is what would he have been able to do if this had been a properly structured bank on yourself designed whole life yeah. insurance policy? Now here's the here's the real kicker. When he came to me, he said, Mark, I got one of these bank on yourself things. He said it with as much confidence as anyone could say anything about their finances. Oh, yeah, I got one of those. And I said, okay, cool, awesome. You know, were you working with one of the 200 bank on yourself professionals? And he's like, oh, I don't, I don't think so. So he sent me what he sent me. And I said, this is categorically different. You know, in fact, mm. and this is kind of extra credit for the wonks like me out there. But <laughs> if you talk to a uh, insurance bond or one of their general fund investors at these insurance companies, if you look at the balance sheet of any life insurance company, whole life insurance policy cash values are part of the asset sheet. And the policy owners are literally the owners of the company. If it's a mutually yeah held life insurance company, not publicly traded, like, you know, MetLife is publicly traded and there's others that are publicly traded. But if it's mutually held, Jay, that means you and me are the co-owners of this company. And that means we are the owners of the cash and of the assets of that general fund. Now, guess what? Universal life insurance, it is seen as an asset to the company, an asset to you and me. So do you want to be the owner, or would you prefer to be someone else's asset? 
I, I, I was somebody else's asset for 20 years and then yeah. I, luckily I got laid off. So there, there's yeah. the answer to that question. <laughs> there you go, man. Amen. That's right. Well, uh, so that that's universal life and variable life. Now there's a lot of whole life insurance companies that get it really close. In fact, I kind of use the example of, you know, when you go to the grocery store um, and you're walking down the aisle and you pick up, you know, cereal or whatever, whatever you're you know, needing to get, it might say the words all natural mm. on that box. <laughs> now, Jay, you, I don't know if you're into this kind of thing or not, but, um, you know, it, the words all natural, do you happen to know, like off the top of your head, I'm putting you on the spot here. Does it have any no, meaning? Man. Like, it, like it doesn't to me. I, I yeah. the only thing that I look for is gluten free, and I, I have to have, mm-hmm. have a gluten sensitivity issue. But um, mm-hmm. even then, even then, you have to look for certain things because it's like uh, all right. So for example, I I like whiskey. I like Amen. I like bourbon whiskey. We could let's so, end the let's end the episode right now. I, I think we can go, get, <laughs> go know, get a drink. You said Florida's and, open, right? It is, man. We're, we're, we go to any bar you want to. It's, it's amazing. Um, and when you distill bourbon, you're like, ah, there's there's no weed in it. There's there's no which is what mainly where gluten's from. But um, but if they spice it and they put a certain flavor to it, there's a chance that they do. And so I was I was been sipping bourbon for a couple of. I would say a couple of weeks. I was just, I got a new bottle for my birthday. I was like, man, this stuff's really good. And I was like, man, but my stomach and all the other issues that come up, I was like, what's going on? And I had to dive into it. So even though whiskey is gluten-free, if they mix it with stuff to get a certain taste, then it's not Mm -hmm. right. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. back to your thing, uh, all natural. I have no idea what that means, but I feel like you're going to tell me. All right, guys, I want to take a quick break from the action and remind you or let you know, maybe you didn't even know this, that the W2 Capitalist is now on YouTube and I want to invite you to go and subscribe and be part of that growing community over there. There is more and different content on the W2 Capitalist YouTube channel that you'll find that you won't, excuse me, that you will not find right here on the podcast. So make sure you check it out. W2Capitalist.com forward slash YouTube, W2Capitalist.com forward slash Y-O-U-T-U-B-E. All right, now let's get back to Mark and banking on yourself 201. I would just prefer to learn more about, I mean, maybe that was how you got that 75 hard all the way through, man. It was just nothing but whis- whiskey and workouts. So, no, 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 um, no. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, the, the, um, you can't natural, drink on 75 hard, by the way. Oh man. Oh, too bad. You're right. You're right. You were like a Nazarite there, man. That's awesome. It's, so, uh, yeah. <laughs> so, so Jay, I'm, I'm thinking about the the phrases that we see at the grocery store and yeah. the words all natural, healthy, high in fiber, gluten-free, it sounds like. I mean, I would expect the words gluten-free to have a very specific set of requirements that that food had to meet. And yeah. also uh, USDA organic, you know, that's a that's kind of a standard bearer for meeting a certain threshold of certain requirements. You know, you must have, must not use uh, pesticides, you, uh, that are that are um, chemically designed, uh, you you know, a certain number of other uh, qualifications, let's say, to meet the words gluten-free or the words USDA right. organic. To get that seal, you got to have the right markers. And the same is true with life insurance. You can use the words infinite or private banking or family wealth banking or, you know, come up with, there's a number of them, 7702 plans, 
President Reagan's secret account. I mean, the list goes on and on and on. I mean, just search YouTube for anything related to banking and life insurance, and you'll see what I'm talking about. The only credentialed and regulated by a, a, a training apparatus and an organization that meets a certain set of standards is a group called Bank on Yourself. And Pamela Yellen, oh, 20 years ago, coined and trademarked the phrase after she met Nelson Nash. Nelson Nash started Infinite Banking, you know, whatever, yeah. 40, 50 yeah. years ago. He's he's a rock star OG. I mean, he's right there now. Yeah. He, until he passed away, he was right there in Birmingham. So, um, but he never got around to really protecting the concept. He was an evangelist more than he was a pastor of the concept. Mm. Uh, and that's okay. That's We need both, right? I think Pamela Yellen really put a lot of boundaries around it because when she went to go find, you know, someone who could make one of these policies for her, uh, she ended up with, um, I'll just, you know, mention one of the, well, I, I won't mention a company's name, but she ended up with a company uh, that's very popular. It's well-respected, great financial strength, offers whole life insurance. And the agent said, oh yeah, I can do that for you. That's another phrase I'd say, you know, could be a big mistake. If you hear the words, oh, yeah, I can do that, uh, run the other way. The reason is um, why, you know, there's 400,000 life, com- uh, 400, life insurance agents in the country. Only 200 of them have any kind of credential for bank on yourself. Uh, so what are the odds there that you've got a bank on yourself professional that designed this right? Uh, and, and if you want, Jay, I can leave you with this, but we have a, a list of 30 qualifications that I was able to find in our training for Bank on Yourself. Okay. Uh, and I have to hold that, you know, I have to uh, keep up a certain amount of continuing education, uh, regular masterminds, mentoring. I have to meet certain standards to work with clients and to call myself a Bank on Yourself professional. You got to go through a bunch of hoops. Uh, so, and I, I, I've got a list of 30 different questions you should ask your your insurance guy or gal, if you're going to go work with them, or you could just find, you know, the w2capitalist.com slash bank, and you could work with me or one of our advisors, and they are all bank on yourself professionals. And you'd know that Jay gives us his seal of approval, which is even more important. So, <laughs> yeah. so, I, I would love that, that, uh, those questions. And I think if I can get those from you, we'll put those on the w2capitalist.com forward slash bank. Uh, and, yeah, and sure. uh, that way they're there for those folks who want to grab them. Um, not like you have to give us your email address or anything like that, but just there. So you can start shopping around. And then when you do your shop around, come back to Mark, schedule some time with him and, and, uh, go from there. But yeah, I, I think it's in- incredible. Uh, it, I'm going to go off here just a minute. Cause you're talking about USDA and we, we started this conversation or about organic, right? We started this conversation off about, uh, talking about how sunburnt I am and how pasty you are. <laughs> and I it just, it, by you talking about how there's all this stuff, Hey, we're, we're organic or all natural, all this stuff. My wife and I had this conversation recently about, um, uh, shirts, uh, SPF, approved shirts like SPF 50 or whatever. I was like, babe, every shirt is SPF. Some companies just don't uh, go through the process (laughs) to get certified for it. I was like, that's why farmer tans exist. Let me show you, you know? And and I was like, do I wear SPF shirts? No. Do I have a farmer's tan? Yes. Because Mm -hmm. in, in it, but it's funny that those companies 
Uh, I'm going to pick on Columbia because I do have a couple. I'm not going to pick on them. I'm going to reference Columbia because I got a couple Columbia fishing shirts. I mean, one of the tags that they put on those shirts, right, is SPF 50 or 40 or sure. whatever the case is. Yeah. But I can get the same type shirt with the same type look and feel that's not SPF and it's going to protect me just as much. But I go to them because they have gone and they've done the extra step to make sure that it that it fits, right, or that it mm-hmm. is going to do what it says. But mm-hmm. every shirt is yeah. SPF. Oh, but. It's, it's like saying peanut butter is vegan or whatever, you know, like who yeah. cares? You know? <laughs> <laughs> what are you so, putting in my, what, my, my old other peanut butter was not vegan. What are you putting in that? Is it cat yeah, food yeah. or what, what's going on there? So, yeah. So yeah, to you, kind of wrap that up, a, whole life insurance is whole life insurance. But yeah, there are companies like yours that go through the bank on yourself qualification and keep up the continuity education uh, that know the difference between that versus infinite banking versus universal life. Give you, give you, yeah. Give, give you a couple examples. There's probably, you know, 1100 life insurance companies in the United States and maybe two dozen of those companies are uh, mutually owned. Okay. With good balance sheets. So you don't want to work with a company where their finances are a mess and you yeah. don't want to work with a publicly traded company because the profits will go to the shareholders, not shareholders. to you. Yeah. Uh, you got to make sure that there's paid up additions on the policy. You got to make sure that the policy is designed for minimum death benefit and maximum cash value. And you got to make sure that I'm going to say the words non-direct recognition loans, which is a mouthful. Oh, <laughs> so huge. Like one great company out there will keep your money from earning interest when you borrow against it, it'll stop the growth. It'll stop the growth mm. of your money for the first 20 years of the life of the policy. And Jay, that that's huge. I mean, it, but, if I'm but just here's looking the thing. at it, yeah. let's, let, I want to pause right there. And, and I feel like this is going to be a part. We get, we're going to have to do a part two. I don't feel like we're even touching the surface on what we're going to talk about today. But when you talk about that, let, let's just say, listener, you have your... Uh, bank on yourself policy, right? You've been investing like I have 30,000 every year. You got a hundred thousand dollars sitting in your policy cash value that you can use to go to Disney world, to buy a real estate rental property, fund somebody's flip, do whatever you want to with it. You take that money out, right? You loan it to yourself. And with the bank on yourself concept, uh, that hundred thousand dollars, even though you took, took it out, your policy is still going to grow at that hundred thousand dollar level. Right. And this is this is what really made me think that this was whole a scam until I met Mark. And it was like, no, this is this is how it works is I couldn't get past that. I'm like, how is my money growing when my money is not in the account? Right. And what you're saying is and this is probably why these these other concepts are so popular is because that makes more sense to people. They realize, hey, if I don't have money in my account, it's not going to grow. Right. Mm -hmm. And that's that's probably why most people understand it. And with the bank on yourself concept, I really want to drive home on this point because this is something that I really got stuck on. And thankfully, so, I mean, uh, you know, cause I, I felt like I had to do my due diligence and kind of figure this out, but thankfully, so I, I finally through your help uh, made it over that bridge. Right. So let's, I interrupted you. I want to, I want to throw it back to you to kind of keep going where you're going, but I wanted to make that point very, yeah. very very clear. Oh, it's, 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 it's totally fine. And I agree. Maybe we should do a part two on exactly that, because if this is going to be a tool that we use for real estate and, and if we happen to end up with a great whole life company 
that offers dividends and paid up additions, and it's designed for cash value and not commissions and death benefits. And we've got all that, but we didn't get the one thing of those 30, right? Out of the 30 questions, we forgot to get the non-direct loans, remember? Because we're doing it by ourselves, or we did it with the wrong guy or gal. Um, then then the whole thing is, is a waste of, well, it's not a waste of money because you're still getting growth on your cash. You're still getting growth on your money. But how is that different than a savings account? When I take money out of my savings account, it stops earning interest for me. You know, when I take money out of the wrong whole life policy, it stops earning interest for me. Mm. So if we're going to use this as an asset for investing in real estate, there must be, to have the power of bank on yourself, there must be an uninterrupted compounding growth of my cash. Like you got a hundred grand in your policies, you know, Jay, if you're going to borrow out 75 grand, would you rather get zero earnings on that money? Or would you rather keep getting <laughs> that nice sizable dividend pumping and growing every step along the way. I mean, it seems to the me ladder, the, the latter yeah. of the two. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so we can talk more detail about, about that part too, but you know, guys, just to, to wrap up here for today, the power is in working with an architect who knows what they're doing. I don't get into an yeah. elevator until, you know, at least I'm at least familiar that they have been keeping it up and it was engineered <laughs> and checked out. You know, I don't drive across uh, the golden gate bridge until, you know, uh, it's pretty well proven that that it's uh, been ar you know arch architecturally designed sound. I don't eat you know food that's not been you know gone through at least some kind of review, right? right. So so don't do the same with your money, uh, and don't do the same with if you're going to pour a ton of money into a life insurance contract of all things. I mean, there's a lot better places I can go lose some money than in a life insurance <laughs> policy. So give it a lot some more thought. entertaining too. I guess, yeah, exactly. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Back, back to, it all comes back to Florida, man. <laughs> so, so Jay, That's thanks good. man That's for, good. for letting us get into this. Some, I think yeah. hopefully it can help spare some people the same problem that our, our gentleman I mentioned earlier, what he had to go through uh, yeah. and happy to see what else is we need to cover here. So, yeah, no, I'm, I'm glad you brought it up. I want to circle back around to, to the gentleman you brought up who had this policy and then he came to you and, he, and you're doing this review. So for anybody who's listening, who thinks that they have or has a whole life insurance policy, whether it be infinite banking, universal life, um, and you won't mark to review it, the best way to do that is to go to w2capitalist.com forward slash bank. And there's a calendar, there's a link there to his calendar. You can schedule some time that works out for both of you. And just, you know, and I will tell you, when we, Mark, when you and I uh, and Cassie had our introduction, introductionary call about setting up our policies, you know, we've got three kids uh, running a business. She has her own business. So when we sat down and you were asking these questions, like, I didn't realize how many different places we had money and neither did she. Right. And, and neither, and I say three kids, cause we have a hard time communicating as parents with three kids under six would and running their own businesses and stuff like that. And it was, it was a time for us to say, Hey, you know, I think it was one of the, I love telling this story. I've told it in the mastermind a couple of times is I had just made a private money loan to uh, this business. And uh, she looks at me and she goes, I didn't, I didn't know we did that. I was like, uh, it's it yeah happened so mark yeah. if anything yeah, yeah. it's it's a it's a channel of communication for you if you're married and, and uh you need to bring those things up so um I, you're not exactly watching paint dry over there man you got some things going on you know business and on. kids and yep 
yep. a few things and, and extremely exciting stuff coming up. So, um, I want to, I want to talk to you, uh, or let's bring up real quick. Uh, you're very punctual. You've got, uh, every time I meet with you, you're right on the spot. Every time, uh, you, you told me earlier, you've got something you've got to go to in two minutes. So if we can do this in two minutes, uh, let's do it. If not, I'll add it later, but you and I are working on a course for let, let let's, let's be transparent. You're working on a course that I'm going to help you host and, and to help people, uh, get more educated on their own time, right. About this whole bank on yourself concept. So can you talk a little bit about that? Do we, do we have time to do that? Yeah. Yeah. We got a, I'll keep it brief, but yeah, just to kind of tease the conversation here for today, uh, we can demystify this relatively easily and it doesn't have to be complex and there's no, there's nowhere written that money has to be uh, only understood by the, the, um, the financial elite or the money priests or the federal reserve. You get to decide for yourself what you want your money to do for you. And we're going to be talking about that on this course and it'll be up to you. You know, uh, we don't have a dog in this fight. It's your money. But if you want to learn about what you want your money doing for you, take the course and it'll be on the, um, well, where, where will it be? Why don't we leave that with, with you, Jay? Yeah. So I'm going to put the link to that in the, on the w2capitalist.com forward slash bank. Uh, we're, we're going to use that for all things, Mark, right? So w2capitalist.com forward slash bank. Um, that way you've got the access to the course and you also get the link to the calendar in all of the episodes that you've been on here, whether it be on YouTube or like a webinar or the podcast are all right there. So w2capitalist.com forward slash B-A-N-K. Next time I'm on your show, I'll be way tan and uh, you know, maybe we'll be sipping some bourbon. I don't know, man. I, I think it, if we were to sit down with my dermatologist, he'd be like, all right, Jake, do you see Mark? Do you see what Mark's doing? Do more <laughs> give, of give that. Me, do less give, of what you're doing and do more of what Mark's doing. Check so. in with me in August, September. I'll be, uh, you know, I'll be, I'll be a little more toasty. Let's just say, you know, us, us Chicagoans, the sun doesn't come out until, you know, for 15 minutes, maybe it starts in, uh, in May and June. So we have to come out of our snow, snow, uh, our snow bunny, uh, holes. So yeah, that's good. Thanks that's so much good. for having me on, man. Absolutely. Enjoy it, Mark. I'll talk to you soon. All right. Thank you. I know you got to get going. Yeah, so I'll catch sure. up with you soon. I'm going to do some of the uh, content outline and even recording some of the stuff next okay. Thursday. And then you, then I'll pass the videos over to you and, and you and I can spice it up and splice it up. And then we'll go from okay. there. Sounds great. Perfect. Hey, fun stuff, man. Hope it's uh, useful content today. Kind of yeah. went into new territory. I, and I would, I would love to, if uh, sometime in the next week, go ahead and pick another spot on my recording calendar and mm -hmm. let's do the second part for sure. Yeah. Do you want to, um, here, uh, send the email to thanks at lakegrowth.com. Just send your calendar to that, okay. to that email address there. Send your calendar link and just say, Hey, Mark and Mark and I wanted to do a part two. That's Julia's, uh, okay. Julia there. And, okay. uh, we'll go from there. And and she's on, uh, Mighty Networks, mm, yeah, right? So she, is, she and yeah. I have chatted in there some, so I'll, cool. I'll just messenger that way. I need and to get more on that platform anyway. So, well, and tell you what, uh, we can get some more people on your community and and following you. Uh, we can do what's called a member profile spotlight with you, Jay. Okay. Um, and Julia does one of those a month, 
And we can like say, hey, here's Jay. Look how awesome Jay is. You guys need to know about W2 Capitalist. And so we can bring some of our members over, send some traffic your way. So Love just it. when you when you email Julia here later, uh, just say, hey, Mark mentioned maybe doing a membership spotlight. Okay. Love it. So Love it. Love know it. What we're talking about there. All right. All right. See ya. See you, buddy. See ya. Have Bye. a great weekend. You too. All right, yo, that is a 201. That is part of one of a series that Mark and I are going to do. We've got a special announcement. We failed to make it during this episode, but he and I are already scheduled to record in a couple of weeks. Then we're going to make a very special announcement, uh, I'm hoping, on that episode. So you guys stay tuned for that. Make sure you subscribe. And, and something else I have going on that I want to invite you to be part of. I want to invite you to be part of my book launch team. I can hardly even say that. And that, I know that's why my high school and college teachers and professors will be shocked to find out that I'm writing a book and I'm a bit ahead of schedule to have it released, but it's not going to be a success without your help. So I'm creating a book launch, book launch team and I want to invite you to join. You may be asking, what is a book launch team? Great. I'm glad you're asking that question because I had to look it up myself when I started going through this process. But a launch team is a group of people who get access to a new book. That's right. I'm going to give you a copy of the book before it's released. You'll also get insider info and the opportunity to provide feedback on the title and the subtitle. Actually, we probably have the title and the subtitle kind of nailed down, but we've still got cover design and the chapter names that are going to come up. But the fun doesn't stop there, right? So the book launch team does a few th activities to help the book be successful in the week in the week leading up to the big launch day, right? And there's going to be a launch party. Uh, there's going to be all sorts of things. So in those activities during the week of book launch, and I don't have the, that week identified just yet. I'm still waiting to get a little bit further in the process, but I'll let you know if you're part of the team, I'll let you know when that date is. But here's the activities that you're, you're going to be, there's nothing big, right? That I'm going to ask you to do. Number one, buy a discounted copy of the book. It's typically 99 cents the week before it's released. So it's kind of confusing, but you publish your book and then you have a launch week and there are two total separate things. It's crazy what I'm learning about this whole thing. But anyway, I want you to write a quick and honest review on Amazon. And then I want you to share your purchase on social media and tell at least five people about the book, right? So if you're interested in joining my uh, book launch team, participating in the launch of my first book, right? I want to go for that bestseller status. Sign up at w2capitalist.com forward slash join my team. That's w2capitalist.com forward slash join my team. Now let's get out there and earn, invest, repeat. <laughs>